Ladies and gentlemen. Ali, a sneaky right hand. Another sneaky right hand. This time he works over the shoulder of Foreman. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the TC Martin Show. We did this real quick for TC. He's not here this week, but you can catch him every Friday right here at the Superbook inside the Westgate, Las Vegas. He's here two to four every Friday. You can join him and his guests. They preview the Sunday night, Sunday football. Uh, they do the best bet segment, which we're actually going to do again today. Try to keep this as close as to what TC would do as possible. And uh, you can join him right here at the largest sports book in the world at the Westgate, Las Vegas. And now join with us, director of the race and sports book, Mr. John Murray. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How does uh, how does TC get off in this time of year? It's like the busiest time of the whole year. I don't even know what he's doing. I just know he's eating barbecue. Because he got to go to the Astros game, John. Yeah, okay. Hey, like, I mean, this is like with Mattress Mac. They they told me yesterday was the Sports Equinox. Yeah, whatever that means. I was gonna say what the hell. And then we got we got like the NLCS starts here in about an hour and a half. We got college football, NFL. There's a huge UFC event tomorrow in Abu Dhabi. You had every sport uh, yeah. going yesterday. Going every, the, all of the major sports were in play yesterday. Knights, Lakers last night. I mean, we were busy as hell. Nice. Yeah, this is a good. This is a good time of year, man. How did last night's game go for the book, uh, the football game? Not good. Uh, we took all Arizona last night. That was a, a stunning moment there. Dalton threw a pick six, and then he threw another. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before. I was done at that point. I switched to baseball, <laughs> and then I, uh, I watched the Laker game. I know the Knights game. A lot of sharps were on the under in last night's game. Uh, mm-hmm. Did that play out the same way at the book? Oh uh, yeah, we did see some under money for sure. Uh, but it's like kind of worst case result for us because Arizona won. New Orleans actually managed to sneak back in and cover teasers. Mm-hmm. They lost forty. I think it was forty-two to thirty-four. Right. So there were a lot of New Orleans teasers that are now going to carry to the weekend. Uh, those people got a little lucky, I think. I don't even know. I was watching the Laker game. I just I saw. I saw the game. final score. I mean, was you're at, at the, the Knights game. game, yeah. So none of us are really working, yeah, really. But oh, I was watching it. Oh yeah. I'm a yeah. I'm a Thursday night football guy. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. I, it's rough. I think I like Thursday night more than I like Monday night. Even when it was a uh, like, what was it last week? Commanders Bears. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. How could that be impressive? <laughs> that game was. Next Thursday is Tampa and Baltimore. Finally, a good Thursday. That's game. good. That's pretty good. Well, last night was good though. It was exciting. It was enjoying game. It was fun. It was fun to watch. It's funny if, for a quarterback to throw back-to-back pick sixes is amazing. It's more at the time of the game that he did. It was a 14-14 game with like two minutes and change left mm-hmm. in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then if you just come in and see, you know, I'm at the game. I didn't know what happened. I I checked scores in between intermissions. And I said, oh, 14-point game at halftime. Arizona's you know kicking butt. You know, and then I <laughs> read the plays and I'm like, what? happened here yeah how could this, how could this happen in the final two minutes well, of the first half you had to know kingsbury's offense didn't get four touchdowns <laughs> oh. <laughs> that guy's that guy's so, so conservative it had to be something goofy and sure enough <laughs> that's what it was but he was an offensive genius in college what what happened they were uh, they were like six and six every year 
But they scored uh, a ton of points every game. They scored a lot of points. So what's going on around here? There's a lot going on. You know, we really need the Phillies and the NLCS. we got a lot of liability to the Padres. Uh, college football tomorrow, NFL Sunday. Not the greatest Monday night game this week. Uh, let's be honest, Bears, Patriots. But it's going to be super busy here all weekend. Uh, between the, the baseball playoffs and, and football, and we got a really big UFC event tomorrow in Abu Dhabi, which we're handling a lot of money on. You tuning into that? Yeah, 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 I follow. I, follow, I know you're you're a combat sports kind of guy, right? I follow UFC and boxing both. Yeah, uh, I, I like them both quite a bit. I'm yeah. not, I don't take sides in that. Sure, uh, me neither. I love them both. I yeah. think they're both. They both have exceptional athletes. Some fights are better than others. Who's, who's got you know, more? Who's got more exceptional athletes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sean. You know I'm upset with boxing right now, man. Oh man. You know, you know I'm. You know I'm. Of course I'm upset that the, that the Crawford Spence fight fell apart, and don't I don't be. know. I don't understand the point of this next Tyson Fury fight. Yeah, there's no. Point. Uh, there's no point in that fight, and then I, I understand. Wait, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, no, it's crazy. I have to, I have to push people yeah. to, to, I have to, to encourage people to watch. Oh, so there's, a, there's plenty point to watch. See, I, I'm lucky. I can make, I can say that the NFL games this week are lousy because they are, and then I can. But spin people it are still going to tune in. Say they, well, that's why you have to bet on it. Yeah. So I can just say <laughs> yeah, the yeah, truth. Yeah, these yeah. games are not good at all. Yeah. So you should bet on it. You should get a Superbook account. Yeah. Because it's the only thing that'll keep you engaged. Yeah. I, I did, can find a good spin for you. I did Deontay Wilder. Uh, was that two week last weekend, and uh, and uh, I had to, you know, I was promoting that this is going to be a great fight. Mm. Should go seven to ten rounds, and Deontay Wilder gets him out of there in a minute uh, fifty yeah. seven seconds. Yeah, well, last Saturday was a great boxing day. Yeah, there were some really good fights. Uh, I don't understand. It, 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 tough matchup for George Cambosis against Devin Haney. Sure, he just he's just not going to win that. That's fight. not yeah. No, he's not going to win that fight. No. And then we had uh, two female fights in the afternoon I was watching. And then uh, I watched the Wilder fight, too. So there was a lot of boxing last week. Yeah. It was pretty good. I was at the table trying to do a rehearsal, but also trying to watch the fights that were going on. Mm-hmm. Great fights. Yeah. Real quick, tell me what you think about the female boxing. I mean, it's really just growing and becoming a big thing uh, in, in the world right now. Saturday was great. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I thought, you know, the, the, the Michaela Meyer fight was really close. Uh, Shields uh, deservedly won that fight, I thought. We did take some money on the fights. Um, another another thing that could showcase some great athletes that we could write money on in the sports book, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, uh, combat sports, we've seen this in the past. There was a time where Ronda Rousey was the biggest yeah. draw in the UFC. You're right. Where we wrote more money and we sold more pay-per-view units on her fights than anyone else's fights. You're right. There's no reason why a female boxer couldn't step up, maybe not get to that level, uh-huh. but become a big star and become a betting attraction. There's yeah. no reason why not. I think uh, I think it can happen. Let me ask you this. Uh, did this the, the weekend fights, you had the big uh, co-main and main event on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Michaela Mayer came up short against Alicia Baumgartner. Then, that was a great uh, fight. That was a really good was fight. A good it was, fight. like, really tactical, yes. and it came all the way down. I had a 6-4 for Alicia Baumgartner. I don't think I was off at oh, all. No. Um, so you could it's one one round away from being a draw, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could so. you could have probably talked me into anything there from four six five five six four. Yeah, I thought I agreed with you. I yeah. thought she did enough to win. Yeah, but man, it was a great fight. And then you had uh, Clarissa Shields. She bested uh, Savannah Marshall in mm-hmm. the main event. That was a good fight too. Very good boxing match. Yeah. I mean, I, and I said said on my podcast, I said, uh, you know, you could really see the levels between these women, and kind of you could see who was. Who had been there before, and who's kind of just coming into fighting top tier competition? Uh, Michaela and Alicia, there they didn't really know how to step on the pedal mm-hmm. and and leave one one behind. You know that's why it was very close all the way up. And then you have Clarissa Shields. She comes out in the first round all the way up until the end of the fight, and she's really just dominant, showing that she's the one who's going to win this fight. So sure. I t- could definitely see a, a difference in the levels of the championship fights. Does women's boxing have the depth to become a really popular sport? I mean, they, they did that showcase, two big fights, but does it have the depth to give these women chances to fight all the time against top-level fighters? I don't know enough about it. It doesn't have, it doesn't have the depth of men's boxing, but there, there's, there's one champion in every weight, and then there's maybe 
a a a a rival in in each mm -hmm. weight. Whereas in men's, I mean, we have three or four sure. in just about every weight class. So it's it's growing. It really is becoming something. And I would honestly would say in the next two to three years, uh, by this next this quad this next quad 2024. We'll have multiple really good elite athletes in each weight class in women's boxing, which I think is pretty exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Any, anything that we can take bets on. <laughs> anything that we can take bets on that offers exciting entertainment. It's, it's the last show I do here. Like, it's just, <laughs> today's become nothing about nothing but betting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I love boxing. Bo boxing is one of the only sports that I actually will watch with no money on it. Yeah. I'll actually wa like I'll watch a big fight, yeah, just because I just want to see what happens. Yeah, even if I've got nothing at stake, like I didn't have anything. I didn't have a bet on the on the women fights last week yeah, yeah. or the Wilder fight. Yeah, I just want to see what happens. What is it about boxing? I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. I, the, yeah. the the one on one aspect of it, they're they're in there by themselves. Yeah, they got to dig deep. They got to find a way to win. I'm I don't know enough about to know like who's winning every round. So I'm always learning personally, listening mm. to what they have to say. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just find it much more interesting than, I'll be honest, the NFL. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't it's know. Kinda, I don't, box I, is kind of like a drag race. Yeah. We get, you know both guys are going to get out of the blocks. They're going to, they're gonna, from the starting line, they're going to be fast. Mm. But then at some point, you just kind of see this. Mm. You see one guy, one, one woman, leave the other just a little bit behind, you know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you even get a little bit of this where – a guy changes his style halfway through. A woman changes his style halfway through. And something just kind of happens and there's a shift, you know? Yeah. I feel like with the Michaela Mayer and Alicia Bonga, I saw three shifts in that fight. I saw Alicia start fast. I saw Michaela, Michaela start to catch up. I saw Michaela take control. And then I saw Alicia kind of turn it back and, and, and pull it out, you know, at the end. You it, know? it did look like Michaela was going to pull away. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, then, and then Alicia Baumgartner, she dug deep. I, I like stuff like that. That's a new analogy. I've never used that analogy before. <laughs> no, it looked like she was pulling away there. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, I've never used that one she was like that. She was favored. Yeah. And sometimes you see that in sports where the underdog gets ahead and then the favorite imposes their will. Yeah. But it's the mark of a great champion to then go back over sure. the top. Sure. And just dig even sure. deeper sure. and find a way to win. Sure. I, I thought that was the best fight of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the boxing I saw last week. I thought that was the one that entertained me most. I thought, um, actually, I thought that Caleb Plant, that knockout that he had against Anthony uh, Peters, uh, Anthony Durrell, I thought along the way it was like a really good competitive fight. Uh, being friends with both these guys, I'm a little bit more, you know, invested than most people were, so mm -hmm. I could really see what was going on. Uh, I thought that that was like super, I thought it was really good competitive and entertaining. And then, uh, I honestly, I thought that boxing did its job over that week, over the weekend, last weekend, in terms of getting people to follow, getting people to get excited about what what boxing has to offer mm -hmm. until you get up until this week and you see that what you're mad about, Terrence Crawford and well, yeah, of course Jr. I'm mad. fighting. Uh, of course, because I thought... But he's not even we mad were, that the we fight's not happening. Fight. He's mad that he doesn't have anything to, for people to, to spend money <laughs> That's on. That's partially true. <laughs> no, th there's a lot of truth to that. But I was going to go to the fight. You, I don't even know where you go. Is it right there? Is yeah. that it? No, no. Boxing would be... Well, no. Boxing would probably be on this board up there. You can't really see it. Okay. Oh, you mean where do you go to bet? Yeah. Oh, you go right. You go right here. Right here on my phone. Go right there. What do you What do you type in? What do you? Type you gotta in? gotta get us the, the mobile app. Yeah. You gotta search for Superbook Sports. Okay. That's where but the no, Westgate you, Sports app is at, right? You know. Yeah. You know I wanted to go to that fight. Yeah. I wanted to go to the yeah. MGM Grand. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean I, as a huge fan of both those guys, I just wanted to see it. Next yes, year. Yes, it would have been good for business. Next year. Next year. I, I keep hearing that. Though. Yeah. Next year. Next year. Okay. What about what about? Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what I know without telling you everything that I okay. know. What I know is that boxing, excuse my language, doesn't care about pissing people off, <laughs> because they know that even though you're pissed off and you may not buy it, we know that we have the avid boxing fan that's just going to be patient. It's going to be mad, going to be irritated, but eventually we're going to give them what they want. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm still going to go. In the meantime, yeah. yeah and in the meantime, true. but what you do is you work against yourself and you lose a lot of people that just want to see what they've been hearing about. They've yeah. been hearing about something and then now they're not getting it. That's like us being teased about the new Black Panther movie that's coming yeah. out. And all of a sudden, you know, something happens yeah, and we don't get mind. to see this movie. Never mind. We're not doing the movie. 
<laughs> yeah. What do you yeah. mean you're not doing the movie? I know. I thought it was done. You know? Yeah. I thought well, it was done. And that's I, that's exactly where, where boxing is. But right I now. wanted to see Fury Fury Joshua as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you're interested in that I'd fight? I'd be much more so than watching him fight the guy he's fighting. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think Fury would have. I think Fury would have would have beat Anthony Joshua pretty easily. I prefer to see Anthony Joshua and uh, Deontay Wilder. I would love to see that fight. I think that fight is more entertaining, more compelling, more interesting. The whole nine. No, no knock on Tyson Fury at all. He's the he's the greatest heavyweight world champion probably in the last decade, if not longer than that. Yeah. But I just think that he he's he's far more superior in the ring against uh, Anthony Joshua than. Uh, Deontay Wilder. I think the, that fight, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, is much more competitive and I think interesting to see. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's see that one. <laughs> give me, give me yeah, a fight. Give me, give, give, give me, me something. A fight. I'll take give me, it. Give I'll me something to, to bet on. <laughs> I'll get, well, I want to see Usyk fight Fury because I think he's, I think he's the best. Yeah. I, I, I think I know that sounds. Well, I think you think he, Usyk's the best? I think he's the best boxer in the world. Ooh. I, I, that's what I believe. No. He's the best. Boxer I think he's the, in the best world. fighter, the best I'm boxer not, on the I'm world. I'm not mad at, at you. any weight class. I'm not mad at you. I think that guy is amazing. He's pound for pound. You're number one guy. I think he is. I'm not mad at that. I I, I don't know. I don't know who I would put ahead of him right now. Nice. That that's very debatable. There's so, a lot of guys. I don't have a job, so that's why I'm here. I'm here because TC mm-hmm. is. I was he in Texas. He's you eating see. barbecue somewhere. Yeah, sends us pictures. Today. Yeah, he's he's at the Astros games with yeah. Mattress Max. He said right? he may or may not call in today. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean, TC? Tell me if you're going to call me so I know to patch you in, (laughs) you know? But I digress. He knew that I was free. I don't have anything to do. This guy, this is what he does for a living as well. (laughs) What are you doing? You're just coming over here and you're just talking. They they make me do – it's a good question. So I'm supposed to be the director of the sports book. (laughs) (laughs) Is it supposed to be? (laughs) They make me do all this media stuff all week. To promote the operation, I usually say no. Yeah. You know, I just lie and I say <laughs> I can't. Don't say it on that. No, it's okay. Uh, they they know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but when they're like, oh yeah, Sean Porter, is, I'm, I'm a big fan. I went to school with about ten guys yeah. just like you that just didn't yeah. give a damn. And I'm like, oh yeah, with Sean Porter. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I just canceled my meeting. And no offense to Marco, yeah, I, but obviously, but I've always been a big fan of Sean. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I got time. Somebody hit me with one that was crazy the other day. Not to make this all about me, but what would you say? Maybe give me if you have a favorite fight of mine, or if you could give me like a top three. Like what? Oh my God! Somebody hit me with one. I didn't. I had no. Oh yeah. I mean, your your fight against Spence was a great fight. Yeah. I mean, that was an absolute battle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a that's a hard question. Somebody said Andre Berto the other day. They said, man, Andre Berto. Your fight yeah. against Andre Berto was just amazing. That was and. I've, I have not heard that one, like, practically ever. Every, But every fight, now it's going to sound like I'm just, you know. Go ahead. No, no, no. Do it. But every 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 fight you were ever in, you you were always bringing the action. Yeah. So it's imp- that's an impossible question to answer. <laughs> now it sounds like, I, I mean, I, like I'm just doing this, just saying that <laughs> to, to build up Sean because I'm on the show. Shout out but to, to Top Rank. I was it's at true, a- man. Every time, every time you were in a fight, you always just you poured it on. You yeah. came at the other guy. Yeah. And there are a lot of fights that are boring. Yeah. Especially yeah. at the highest level. Some of those guys are like, and this sounds stupid. They're they're <laughs> they're too good. Yeah. You know, and they yeah. don't have to like. I, I don't even know how to describe it, but some of the guys are like they're too good. It's fair. It's they just, don't have to come at you like like that's how I kind of feel about Stevenson sometimes when I'm watching him. Uh-huh. It's like this guy is so good, he doesn't even have to take any chances. Yeah, Shakur Stevenson is really that good. To have somebody like you that was that good but took chances, yeah, the fans loved it. Yeah, I I was at Top Rank Gym yesterday and uh, uh, one of the young guys, just Olympian, he, I think he won a bronze medal. Uh, they they asked me to talk to him a little bit and I told him a few things and said you need to you know increase your your your, your work rate mm-hmm. i said well you know i worked at a fast pace and i don't want to tell you anything that doesn't work for you or anything that your your coaches wouldn't want you to do i said matter of fact make sure you you tell your coaches everything that i'm telling you i said but let's be honest fans people who aren't fans of you yeah. quickest way to get a fan or get people to say i want to see him again is by being very offensive you know even a, even a novice can can watch a fight and say that guy he's moving forward, he's pouring forward, he's taking chances, he's throwing punches. I I like watching this guy fight. Yeah. I mean that's that's the truth. Yeah. 
Everybody likes that. Yeah. Even if you don't really know what you're watching, yeah, it's exciting. You have any favorite fighters right now? Usyk. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Canelo's. You are. I, yeah, I really too. am. I, I love Canelo yeah. Alvarez, Lomachenko. But I think we talked about this. Boots. Oh, Ennis. Yeah. yeah. I think he's the guy. Yeah, Jerron Ennis. I think uh, maybe I'm wrong. I think Crawford and Spence would be wise to avoid him. They're, they're wise to avoid him. He's, he's, he's a young lion. Yeah. He's completely healthy, yeah. uh, very young in his, in his professional like career. He's like years old. Yeah, he's like very young in his professional yeah. career and um, like has everything right there in front of him. You, know? yeah. you don't want to get in the ring with somebody like that where you're trying to you know, find your pace and find your rhythm and, and look and things like that. You mm-hmm. want to be patient. You got a young guy that's going for it all. Yeah, you really don't want to deal with that, you know. So Spence has been in a few wars. You know, yeah, I exactly. His fight against Kell Brook. Yeah, that was a war. Yeah, his fight with you was a war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets in there with this young kid, and I love Spence. Yeah, that could be tough for him, man. I'll tell you what, a war does that for you. Uh, after you had that fight, and it was great, and it was a great night, and all that. Win, lose, a draw, because I've even been there with some, it's a great nights, and I didn't even win those nights. But then once you go back to get to back to training, and now you got to get ready for the next fight. Guess what? You're going to think about that war that you were just in, sure. and you may not want another war. You may not want another really hard, long, draining night. You know? So yeah, I think that, that at sense. this point in time, you want to get in the ring with somebody you know has been there with you, has that same mindset, not somebody that you know. <laughs> Is is waking up in this in this Christmas day, you know, yeah. and, and what what can I have and what can I touch and and I'll jump all over you and and and, and I'm gonna be here all night, you know. You just don't want to deal with that anymore, you know. So that yeah, makes I think perfect that, sense. That's yeah. why I don't think he's gonna get that those fights he wants. That's why I retired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. John, is there any um, games that you're getting some sharp action this week on? Uh, the, in you know, you know, they're in college. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna give you all the pro stuff. Uh, let's see. Either way, uh, pros uh, only because I know Sean Porter's here. So we saw some really sharp people on, on Cleveland taking six and a half. They're in Baltimore. I don't know how Baltimore manages to lose all these games. It's kind of fascinating almost the way they give these games away. Detroit is real sharp. Detroit's in Dallas, and then the other one that's interesting is Denver. Uh, Denver, we saw a couple sharp guys on uh, college football. Ole Miss. Ole Miss is at LSU, I think, and they, they took some sharp guys on that. These are the, the list of games we can talk about. They're, they're, they're making me – I need I need somebody to show me what to do. I get it. Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina is playing A&M. A&M just having a, a terrible season. Uh, we already see some sharp guys there. UCLA, Oregon's the game that's had the most money on it. So some really big bets have come in on Oregon. The public is on UCLA. It's a, that's a real sexy dog. They're undefeated. I think UCLA is off a bye week as well. It's only their second road game. We're in the third week of October, and it's only their second road game, UCLA. Oh. And the first one, I don't even know if you can count it because they played Colorado, who's horrible this year. <laughs> Kansas State, uh, I did see a group I respect take the three and a half yeah. with uh, your friend Kelly in Vegas' Wildcats. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those games. Clemson, I think uh, you're seeing that number start to creep up a little bit. I think some uh, Syracuse got some guys out in the secondary. Not not a good NFL card. Let's just just say it. No, it's not. It's not good. It's a bad. It's not good. Going to be struggling to get to get. <laughs> well, hey, last week we had we had we had Chiefs, Bills, and then we had Eagles, Cowboys. They can't all be home run hitters. This is not a good Sunday. You have the contest here, the super contest. In some weeks. The five games just jump out at mm-hmm. you. And then there's other weeks that I might get three of my five picks yeah. right away, and then it's a struggle to find four and five. Uh, but, you know, that's it. And contest, uh, you know, kudos to you guys. It's, you know, there's a lot of competition in town for, you know, the football contest, yeah. and you guys have reinvented yourself the last few years with the in-game, you know, the in-season formats where you know before you got off to a slow start you were you were dead but that's not the case anymore you have in-season things in the reboot yeah well that was because i you know i do so bad in the contests <laughs> that it was like how can we keep people engaged if they go like one and 14 out the bat i was like well let's just start a new contest in week four there you go and there is there is a lot there's a lot of good contests in town i just play them all 
because a, a contest can keep you engaged throughout the season without having to lay out money every week. Uh, and then don't forget the Super Contest reboot. We're, we're taking signups for that right now. That starts week 10. That covers the last nine weeks of the regular season. So you can sign up for that up through week nine. Cool. Well, hey, John, thank you for, for joining us. Of course. Uh, Thanks, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we might have TC eating, smacking on some meat, and, uh, and talking to us about the best bets. We'll be have best bets when we come back. This is boxing referee Kenny Bayless, and what I say you must obey. So be sure to catch up with the broadcast at tcmartinshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the T.C. Martin Show. I am your guest host, Showtime Sean Porter, sitting right next to me, Marco D'Angelo. Thank you again for being here with me today. Had a lot of fun with you. Absolutely. Uh, Always a good time. We made it happen, I think. Coming up to the end of this bad boy, and we got a bad boy on the line. <laughs> this guy is he's a bad man, just, just sending food. I hate food pigs. <laughs> What about you? Yeah, I, I got the picture of the barbecue and got a big old rib. He's ready to gnaw on, and we're here working. It's not right. Yeah. Send you any videos. No videos. No right, videos. Thank God. That's good. Welcome to the TC Martin Show. TC himself. What's up, TC? What's up, Showtime? You man? tell me, I man. Appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Uh, filling in today, man. Being there. Man, that down, you and Marco, uh, you're doing a fantastic job, brother, so I appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out to me yet again and, uh, and allowing me to do this, especially the day after my birthday. Go ahead, I'll, I'll break the news. The day after my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. And I Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what's going on, man? You down there uh, checking out the uh, Yankees and Astros, huh? That's right. Remember, it's the Astros and the Yankees. Okay, let's oh. remember that. The Astros oh. are leading two games to none. And uh, the series now shifts back to New York, uh, to the Bronx. But, uh, yeah, Astro fans feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, clearly. But, yeah, on my way back, <laughs> on my way back home, uh, you know, right now for a couple of days before I get back on the road again. But, uh, and, and you you know all about traveling, Showtime, so you know what that's all about. So I'm talking to you from the airport as we speak. I know how that goes. Uh, usually I, I bring food home when I, whenever I go out. So uh, hopefully you'll have a, a plate of barbecue for me. I'll be at the airport ready to pick you up if you need. <laughs> well, I, since I know that you really don't care for those food picks, uh, Showtime, I don't know. I might have to think twice. I just might have to give more to Marco. <laughs> Well, hey, listen, you, you patched in real quick. You're going to go through the best bets. I'm going to let you take over and do what you do. Okay, brother. So here's the question. Are you participating in the best bet today? I mean, Are you I, down? I mean, you got yeah. three college and three pro for us? Three college and three, three pro. Do you got it? Let's do it. Or are you going to sit on the sidelines? I, That's what I want to know. I prefer to sit on the sidelines, but you know, TC, I do, you get me to do a lot of things I wouldn't normally do, so it's up to you. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, I'll let the listeners think about that. but <laughs> We'll get it cracking. Let's, All right, go. let's go. Best bet this Football Friday, baby. It's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. All right, you know the drill, and uh, coming to you live from Houston again, Showtime Sean Porter and Marco D'Angelo and the G-Man hanging out at the Westgate Las Vegas at the, at the Superbook. Appreciate that. I'm in Houston, and another man who is uh, going from airport to airport, our good man Trevor Maddich from ESPN is on the line. Trev, what's going on, brother? Hey, TC, so were you down there with your secret telephoto hat camera recording Yankee signals? <laughs> that was not me, Trevor. I was just sitting there, uh, just enjoying uh, the ride with the Houston Astros, our good friend Dusty Baker, yeah. bringing home two victories, man. So, uh, sure yeah, you nice, were. Nice. Sure you were. I saw that hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trev, we got, we got our best bets. Kick us off here college-wise. What do you got? College-wise, Wake Forest is at home laying 20 in a hook against Boston College. And I, I like the Demon Deacons to cover that number. It's partly because... The Deeks have been fantastic on offense. I mean, they haven't scored under 31 points this entire game. That includes with their backup quarterback early. And their defense is really good at getting after the quarterback and limiting good passing attacks. 
What they're not that good at, Wake Forest, on defense is a strong rushing attack. But Boston College can't run the ball. Their feature back averages about three and a half yards a carry. They've got a good quarterback and one really good receiver, and that's about it on offense. So I don't know that they'll be able to throw the ball against a pressuring Demon Deacons defense. I think that Wake Forest will run away with this one covering the 20 and a half. And then Wyoming is laying four and a half at home against Utah State. Now, this one to me is more about Utah State than Wyoming. I mean, I, I like Wyoming. They're a tough team. They're physical. They run the ball well. They've got three losses, but two of them uh, are to BYU and Illinois. So there's no shame in that. But Utah State right now is down to their fourth-string quarterback. Last week, they were down to three against Colorado State, and he got hurt. In comes fourth, a freshman named Bishop Davenport. And he did enough to, to allow Utah State to win that game, but he had a QBR of 10 out of 100. So he didn't make any mistakes, didn't do anything else. And now the freshman Davenport will be making his first start on the road against a Wyoming team that should be able to control the tempo of the game with its rushing attack. I think four and a half is a number that's too low. I like the Cowboys lay the points. And then Akron. Akron, I know your favorite team, the Zips. He's getting 18 and a half at Kent State. And I like Akron to keep it within that number. The reason is that they are better than people think. They're in the, no, excuse me, they're not as bad as people think. They're in their first year with coach Joe Moorhead, who is a, a, a serious offensive savant, a, a tremendous offensive genius. And Akron started the season poorly on offense, but in recent games, they've picked up the pace very well. Kent State has a pretty good defense, but they don't, they're not going to be able to, I think, pull away from Akron. I think the Zips are on the rise. I think you've got two bad teams that aren't going to separate themselves by more than 18 in that hook. I want to know if Showtime Sean Porter has any Akron zip gear. That's what I want to know. None. Zero. Zilch. <laughs> zip. I think, I think that would make all of us. <laughs> there you go. All right, Trip. Appreciate that, brother. Let's go over to Marco. Let's see what Marco's got. What's your three best, Marco? All right, we're going to start with Miami. Uh, they were minus 10 to Duke, or excuse me, minus 9. It is up to 10. I still like Miami in this one. You got Duke coming off a heartbreaking loss last week uh, against North Carolina. Big rival game for them. They led until the final 22 seconds of the game when North Carolina got the win. Um, I look for them to be flat this week in that Miami defense. After facing North Carolina's defense last week, that Miami defense is going to look like a brick wall for Duke. Lay the points with Miami. Second play we're going with is Texas Tech. We're going to lay the six against West Virginia, and this is all about going against West Virginia. West Virginia's coming off a big game on Thursday night, and they went Thursday night, uh, beat Baylor by three at home. We're going to go ahead and take Texas Tech minus the six here. Texas Tech is one and three in their last four games, but they've played four straight top 25 teams. We're going to go ahead and lay the points with Texas Tech. In the last one, we're going to go with Kansas State plus three and a half. Kansas State is at TCU. TCU has been playing for three weeks straight now. Big games. They played Oklahoma. Then they had the game game day, came to Kansas. They beat Kansas on the road. Last week, the come-from-behind win against Oklahoma State. I think it, the clock strikes midnight for Cinderella TCU. Kansas State has had two weeks to prepare for this game. In pure and simple, this is the best defense that TCU has faced all year. And Kansas State can run the football. Give me the better defense. Getting points, Kansas State, plus the three-and-a-half is my three. Okay, Marco, heading into the Big 12 country. I want to know if the G-Man is there, and he's got a headset. And Gilby, the intern, has he got his best bets for us? I do, actually, my t friend. Yes. Tell TC, TC, uh, mute your phone when you're not speaking. That way we don't we don't know where you're, when you're boarding. Uh, I, think, yeah. I, I, I think you're getting it, supposed it, to get on the airplane. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be on Numbchuck. Numbchuck, mute me. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, TC, hey, um, Marco, thank you very much. I'm on your K-State also. 
I love it. I was I was thinking the same thing as far as the last three weeks. They've just played some horrendous games, some great games, some great talent, and some. Uh, uh, I just think it's time for them to, like you said, Cinderella. I think the bell is going to finally start ringing on that one. One that John brought up was uh, UCLA. I'm on UCLA on the, uh, uh, taking the points this week. Um, Oregon after their big let down in the first game against Georgia. They've been playing much, much better. I think they're a little bit hurt. Their quarterback's a little bit injured um, this week. Um, so I don't think he's 100%. I did not know it was UCLA's only second road game. So that kind of scares me. Thank you for bringing that up and not make me feel so much better about that pick. But uh, um, I, I like Eucla here uh, with, I think, what's the line on that one? Is that They're plus? getting six. They're getting six. So I like, I like it to be a field goal game. And then the last one, after that big old Rocky Top loss that Alabama, Alabama took last week, uh, Saban is always so good at when he loses, which isn't very often. He usually covers the point spread by over 14 points for every time that he loses. I think Mississippi's uh, been playing above their pay grade this, this year so far, and um, I just think that they're ready for the ripe on this one. I think Alabama wallops them, uh, wins by 30 points in this game. All right, so Showtime Sean P. Are you joining the party? Give us your three best college, man. What do you got? I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I gave him the sheet for you there, TC. He's got the sheet. I I have the sheet. I just, you know, I... Throw some darts, Showtime. Throw some darts for the people. Well, I I, I think this one's a no-brainer. Ohio State over Iowa. I think that's a no-brainer there. Uh, I'll also look at uh, South Carolina beating Texas A&M. I like that one, and uh, I'll also go with uh, which one was the other one I really liked. I really liked um, TCU beating Kansas State. Eight. Oh, that's my that's my three. I got nothing to say in between any of those. So, <laughs> Look at so, that. So, so there's that. End up going, you'll probably end up going three and with that. So there you go, my friend. Probably. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way of, uh, of my intern over there. G-Man, <laughs> it's all about Oregon. Okay, Oregon is, has been playing some fantastic ball as of late since they got blasted by Georgia on opening day. And I know my man Trevor Maddich will agree. He thinks Oregon is one of the best teams in the country. Uh, I'm not sold on UCLA at all. UCLA is going to finally go into a hostile environment, and they're going to go up against the Ducks. I'm going to lay the six and a half with the Ducks in this game. So I'm going to go a little green and gold or wherever the heck they're wearing with those funky uniforms and go Ducks. Then I think the wrong team is favored here, guys, in Oklahoma State and Texas. What is going on here? Give me the Cowboys. Give me the Cowpokes. I think Oklahoma State is going to win this game outright. Could be a live money line play here. Uh, They're coming off a big emotional loss, but they're back home. It's a big game for them. Give me Oak State plus six and a half against Texas. And then finally, I'm going to go to the West Coast, the late game of the night. I'm going to take those Cal Golden Bears against Washington. I like the Bears in this situation. Another team that uh, is getting some points at home, seven and a half. Washington is a team, guys, that just is really not that good, especially defensively. Cal is a much better defensive team. Washington has been in some shootouts. They can score, but they cannot defend. Give me Cal to keep it close, maybe even win this game uh, up on the hill there in Berkeley. So those are my three college plays. Let's go to the NFL side. Trevor, take it home. All right. Cincinnati is hosting the Falcons. And Cincinnati's laying six and a half. And I like the Bengals in this one. I think the Falcons are a bit overvalued right now because people see last week that they beat the 49ers. Woohoo! Big game for the Falcons, right? Well, yeah, but the 49ers had a lot of guys out injured. Some of them would have probably played. I think they were trying to keep those guys uh, rested and ready for the Chiefs, which is a much bigger game this week for the 49ers. So the Falcons, I think, are a bit overvalued based on that win over the 49ers. The Falcons have both of their starting corners injured. Casey Hayward is, is on injured reserve. A.J. Terrell is limited. He's got a, a leg injury, thigh and hamstring. And I think that the receiving core of Cincinnati is just way too deep for them to handle. When you're talking about one backup corner for sure, one starting corner, if he plays, Terrell, would be limited, and you've got backups all over the place against a deep receiving core with Joe Burrow throwing on the ball. I think that Burrow is going to have a field day against the Falcons' defense, and I think Cincinnati covers the six and a half. The Bears are at the Patriots. 
And the Patriots will lay at seven and a half. I like New England in this one. I'm not crazy about that hook, but I like the Patriots. And it's more about the Bears than it is the Patriots. The Bears' defense is kind of average, which is a minor victory for them. But their offense is flat out abysmal. I mean, Justin Fields, the quarterback for the Bears, is not ready to play quarterback in the NFL. He's just not. They're trying to play him into that point. But he's a pretty good runner and a wildly inconsistent thrower. I mean, the NFL keeps stats on all kinds of numbers, and one of them is off-target rate. And Justin Fields is the most off-target quarterback in the NFL with a minimum of 115 attempts. The most off-target quarterback in the NFL. Once in a while, Fields will drop a dime, and everybody says, yeah, that's why we got him. That, he, but most of the time, it's not quite so good, and I think Belichick is going to be able to make them completely one-dimensional, and I think that the Patriots are going to cover that number. The Jets are at the Broncos, and I kind of went back and forth on this one. And so I decided to go with the under 38. The reason for that is that the Broncos just can't score. They've averaged 12 points per game at home this year, 12 points per game. Their running game is decent. Their passing game is struggling. Quarterback Russell Wilson might play with his hamstring injury. Even so, I'm not sure if it's good or bad if he plays because they haven't been able to move the ball with him. And I don't know that they'd move the ball that well without him, especially against the Jets defense that has really stepped up. On the other side, Zach Wilson for the Jets has been really good, but he's coming off of the injury as well, and he's playing at a high level right now. But I think that the Jets are going to want to protect him by pounding the ball. They, he only scored, or excuse me, Zach Wilson only completed 10 passes last week and then went over Green Bay. And I think the Jets kind of like that. They don't want to see him exposed to getting hit a lot. So I think they'll run the ball. So you got an offense in the uh, Broncos that can't score. You got an offense with the Jets that wants to protect their quarterback by running the ball. And you have two solid defenses. I think under 38 is the play there. And All right, then, Trevor. Good stuff. Yep. Is that three? I, I think yeah, you got that's three. three. Yeah, three. Yeah, okay. You got it. <laughs> I was going right, to give you more, but I'll stop right there. How you feeling, Marco? I know you love Trevor's picks. How you feeling? You on the opposite side of any of those? Um, not on the opposite sides of any of them, uh, but uh, I do have some ugly ones here for you. We're going to start with the New York Giants in Jacksonville. You got the five and one Giants going to Jacksonville, who's two and four in Jacksonville's favor. What's up with that? That's because the Giants are going to get rolled this Sunday. They came back from London last week. They had the carryover from that big win against Green Bay at home against Baltimore. Baltimore's not a good team, guys. I'm sorry. Their defense is bad. They took advantage of it, got the win. Going to be a different story this week. Jacksonville, um, they had a, the game won last week, and they let Indianapolis steal it at the end. I like them to bounce back in a big way. I'm laying the three with Jacksonville. Indianapolis at Tennessee. It's not often that I'll say this is a must-win game in the month of October, but if you are the Indianapolis Colts, this is an absolute must-win game. You're playing Tennessee that if you lose this game, you're going to be two and a half games behind them, and you will have lost the season series 0-2. You're not going to make that kind of ground up. You're going to have to virtually be three-game difference uh, for you to win the division. They need this game, and if you go back and look at that first game, uh, Matt Ryan had a horrible game. They had three turnovers in that game, minus three on the turnovers, and still only lost the game by seven. Look for them to get the job done this week. Uh, they've won three of their last four in Indianapolis. I'm taking them plus the two and a half, but they're going to win this one outright. You can sprinkle a little on the money line. In the final play today, I'm going to go against a lot of people. This is an automatic play. Uh, everybody loves Kansas City to bounce back. I'm not going that route. I think San Francisco takes care of business at home. Last week, I think they got caught looking ahead, playing that second game in a row on the road. Uh, didn't take Atlanta seriously, looking ahead to the big game with Kansas City. Yes, the defense is banged up for San Francisco. But you know what? The Kansas City defense is healthy, and they can't stop anybody either. So I think San Francisco is going to get their points in this one. I'm taking the 49ers at home, small upset. That's my three best bets. All right, there's our guy, Marco D'Angelo, who's just rolling along in the super contest there. 
at the Westgate. G-Man, what do you got? Give us three. You know, I just can't believe I'm still doing this. I'm going back to the Ravens again this week. I don't know why. I've been hit and miss with these guys all year. I just don't think they can play that bad at home again this week. After that terrible loss last week against the against the Giants, I just think they're going to come home, and I, I just really think that the Browns, this is more a, a, a play against the Browns than it is really the Ravens. I think uh, the six points, six and a half, I'm not sure what it's quite at right at this point, but I like the Ravens to come home and take care of business big time. And and then for my second one, another play against the team that's going to lose, I'm taking the Bucks minus 13, minus 13 and a half. Uh, losing McCaffrey yesterday. Um, watching uh, that head coach last week in his first game for for Carolina. I'm not really quite sure if uh, they're going to uh, be able to bounce back and, and just recover. And just the morale in inside of that locker room, I really think uh, – Brady's yelling and everything about telling his line linemen that, you know, this isn't why I'm getting divorced, for Christ's sakes. That, that guy over there across across the other side on the sideline is uh, uh, beating us. Um, so I think they come home, take care of business in a big way, minus the 13. And, and Marco, I'm glad I'm, I'm with you on the 49ers. I think, uh, uh, you know, when you play Buffalo, you get your butts kicked it's a tough team um so i really think that the niners coming home after that lackluster uh atlanta falcons game last week you were correct it was the second week on the east coast they didn't even come back uh from playing carolina the week before so i really like the niners coming home and taking care of business uh plus two and a half okay there showtime sean p he's going against you I know Sean P. is going to be taking the, the brownies <laughs> of this one. Give us your three showtime. What do you got? This is the NFL. You know your NFL, brother. I'll, I'll start there. I, mean, I just feel like Marco said it best. The Ravens are just not a good team. That's exactly what he said. They're just not a good team. Uh, I think I, – I'm not going to lie and tell you that I think Jacoby Brissett's going to bounce back. I don't. I actually can see him being, being benched and the, and the Browns being better off without him. Uh, I also see the Browns doing what everybody in the entire world is telling them to do, which is just run the ball, run the ball down the Ravens' throats. I think we win on the ground against Ravens in Baltimore. I also have uh, the Giants beating Jacksonville. I think they're going to go down there. I don't think that 5-2 and is a fluke. I think they're real. I think that the Giants having Saquon Barkley healthy and running as hard as he's been running, I don't don't see them stopping uh, down there in Jacksonville and taking a loss. And then uh, my third game was probably I'll go with the 49ers. I think that they acquiring um, Christian McCaffrey is a, a great move for them. Uh, only enhances what they can do offensively. And I like uh, I like the 49ers beating the Chiefs. All right. Well, I'm going to get on this game, too, since everyone's on this little kind of a low-life team with the Giants and, and the Jaguars. As we know, the Giants are 5-1 and one and the Jaguars are struggling. But I'm going to go with the home team here as well. I am not buying the Giants. I'm not buying New York. I'm with you, Marco. And here's the thing about Jacksonville. They're coming off of three close losses. They actually could have won all three of those games. And one of them a couple weeks ago was against the Philadelphia Eagles as well, too. I think it's a good spot for Jacksonville. We saw what they did, you know, early on in the season. Uh, like they, they beat uh, the Chargers. I like this Jacksonville team in this spot. So I will take the Jags in this one. And, G-Man, you're going to love me on this one, but I need to maybe get my head examined. I'm, I'm going back with the Packers. Oh. I think the Packers are going to take care of the Commanders. Yes, I do. This is the game where you just say, okay, Green Bay's got to snap out of its funk. I mean, Rodgers losing back-to-back-to-back games three in a row, I don't think that's going to happen. You're laying a short price, and we know you got Carson Wentz or you got whoever you got. Oh, Tyler Heineke. That's right. We've got Heineken. Heineken's We're going with the beer bottle. Yeah, we're going Heineken. So, uh, yeah, I will take the Packers on the road against Washington. And then here you go, Raider fans. This will be the first time for me this year. I'm going on the home team, coming up the bye and take the Raiders. Mm. And uh, Houston is a mess. And I think this is actually, believe it or not, sounds like a short price if you're laying seven with the Raiders. They're coming off the bye. And here's the difference for me in this game. It's all about the offense. Uh, the Houston Texans have not faced an offense as explosive as, as the Raiders. And, yes, when the Raiders are clicking, they can score points. We know that. So I think that the time off coming off the bye week is going to do them some justice. I can tell you, being down here uh, in Houston the last few days, guys, nobody's talking about the Texans. There are no high hopes here whatsoever. Uh, again, with Davis Mills and company, nah, I think this is a good spot for the Raiders to finally get off the schneid. And, uh, you know, the schedule is actually in their favor. And I'll say one more thing about the Texans. 
uh, this is a team that, that hasn't faced really much competition or decent offenses. I mean, the, uh, the, the, best, the best offense that they faced all year was the Chargers. And what did the Chargers do to them? They put up 34 points against them. So I think the Raiders will do that, cover the seven, give me the home team at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. So those are our best bets. I appreciate the crew and everything. And uh, all those best bets will be up on the website a little bit later on, uh, including our good friend uh, Scott Spritzer. The, his picks will be up there and everyone else uh, as well. So uh, I will basically bid adieu to you guys and let you guys continue to close the show. And again, mucho thanks to everybody out there. Uh, Showtime Sean Porter for hosting today. And of course, Marco for being there as he always is. And the G-Man today uh, making time, making this all sound good. And of course, Numchuck and then a flashback in the past. The Earthquake is back in the studio today. So, Quake, I uh, appreciate you. And, of course, Jake Warnigay and John Murray and everybody at the Westgate at the Superbook. And, uh, again, I'll be back uh, on Monday in studio to recap a very busy NFL weekend and Major League Baseball playoffs as well, too. So, Showtime, take it away, brother, and thank you very much again, man. Appreciate you. Love you. Fantastic job. Well, that there is T.C. Martin uh, of the T.C. Martin Show, and I want to thank him, of course, as for allowing me to come over here and, and guest host this today, along with Marco D'Angelo. Had a fantastic time with you, my man. Always a good time. Enjoy and talking. You learn more and more about boxing every time. Yeah, It's yeah, wonderful, isn't it? It's yeah. awesome. That's the goal. Um, beyond that, uh, look forward to doing this again. Until then, uh, you can catch T.C. Martin on the T.C. Martin Show, uh, dot com. Uh, Monday. He'll be back at it Monday, yeah. 2 to 4. 2 to 4. And, um... I don't know when he's going to have me back. <laughs> it's like he doesn't invite me in anymore. He'll he'll just invite me when he's not here. So we'll see how that goes. Invitation oh, showtime. Oh, uh, still there. <laughs> get on the plane. Oh, get on, get on the plane. Absolutely. I hope you miss your flight. And, and, and I hope it gives you time to go back to that barbecue spot you're at so that you can get, bring me some home. Showtime, you and I are going to dinner, whether whether you like it or not. We're going to make sure that uh, you carve out some time in the schedule, man, because I appreciate you. All right, my man. I'll see you next week, all right? You got this, it, brother. This is the T.C. Martin Show. You guys stay locked and tuned into him every Monday through Friday from 2 to 4. God bless you guys. Have a great day. <laughs>